Wrestling.com. We're joined, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE NXT 2.0. John, how you doing? And happy birthday. It's John's <laughs> birthday, folks. We, we talked about it last night. Of course, it's John's birthday. A very happy birthday to John Clark here tonight. Uh, how, how are you doing on your birthday, John? Uh, doing pretty good. And, uh, of course, tonight, uh, for once, it wasn't <clears throat> it wasn't a bad show like it had been in recent weeks. But it was like uh, a mix because it was like half of uh main roster talent that we saw tonight uh there was like five of them so that was definitely unique i i the second the show ended i was like huh nxt was actually pretty good and we talked about it last week like they've making some progress but for me to say uh that's actually a, a it was a fairly good show uh th- there were some things that i didn't love but by and large like, i don't have much to really complain about there were some things but overall yeah I, this was the first time i can really come out of the show feeling like hey it's a pretty good show tonight uh some well wishes to you john on your birthday nesha and Stephen both chiming in there um and that is good necessarily it was it was not a bad show and then again I, I would say it was even fairly good especially by by nxt 2.0 standards so um John and I were talking before on the air, and I'm just like feeling a little frazzled because they went super. Um, they were very, they was very hectic, very chaotic. They they announced like several matches for first day and deliver. Uh, the the last two like were pretty much back to back. The very tail on the show, uh, so we definitely have a fairly good sense of what the card will be for stand deliver. That is just over two weeks away. I guess yeah, technically just just under three weeks away now. Um, more birthdays for John. Uh, so no, we have a fairly good idea of what that card will look like, and pretty much, you know, this is what we were expecting. You know, the, all the titles being on the line. Uh, one unexpected addition, at least so far. One match that was teased but not confirmed yet. Lots of stuff to get to dig into, obviously. So eh, I guess we can, we, can, we can work backwards. So well, forwards and backwards at the same time. The show started with Miz TV. Miz TV with former WWE champion The Miz. Uh, which was inherently weird. I, I can't recall the Miz ever, ever being on NXT. If he ever has, it's definitely been a long time. I mean, I mean NXT in this iteration. I know he was uh, one of the pros on NXT season one way back when, literally 12 years ago. Ironically, he was Dale Bryan's pro, little fun fact for you. So other than that, I really can't remember him being on NXT, so that made it feel a little noteworthy in itself he'll see hosting nxt uh hosting Miz tv on nxt uh with the nxt champion dolph ziggler who won the title last week so that's just that's a very weird sense if you pause and say uh Miz and ziggler on nxt in 2022 pretty weird in itself you know pretty pretty standard thing here and then unexpectedly la knight comes out la knight comes to the ring and he sets up a uh a title match for the main event of this show so even like at the start of right off the bat, I'm like, hey, pretty cool opening segment. LA Knight, good promo. Got, got like got me sold. I was like, cool, I'm into it. Uh, you know, Dolph said, like, oh, I only face superstars kid. And LA Knight said, Oh, I'm a megastar, I can be on the night of the week. The Miz actually put him over and said, like, you're great, you're gonna be like the next big thing, essentially, just not yet. So, you know, he kind of like softened the blood a little bit and then and actually made Knight feel like a big deal. Second stage for our main event. Now they also showed some security uh, security footage of Braun Breaker showing up, being mad, wanting to find Dolph Ziggler. He could not. He was asked to leave earlier in the night. This sets up later the show. He's back. And then I thought for a split second, John, I thought they were gonna do a title change and have Knight win and have Breaker and Ziggler as a rematch without the title. Didn't happen. Ziggler wound up being a Knight when I thought it was a very fun main event. 
Uh, and then and then Breaker, Breaker came out after the match to set up the official rematch, Breaker and Ziggler for Sandover. Lots to dig into and that in itself, John. What do you think about what we saw regarding the NXT Championship tonight? So the opening segment was good, like you said, with Miz putting over LA Knight. He was a star in the ring. He looked like he fit perfectly in place. I think he's ready to come up to the main roster at this point. He has the experience outside of NXT. So I wouldn't necessarily call him an NXT 1.0 original, but basically anybody that was a, a big deal before they came to NXT, I consider to be pretty much the old version of NXT because they don't really bring them in any anymore. Uh, so it, it was nice to see kind of that promotion there from uh, a, a veteran there. And then as far as, you know, the impromptu title match, I thought for them to do something like that could mean that maybe Ziggler was a transitional champion because you don't want uh, basically LA Knight to beat Braun Breaker. So if they wanted to somehow put the title on him, that would have been the way to do it. Of course, that's not ended up what happening. It was good to see LA Knight really selling that rib injury throughout the main event match tonight. Uh, the effects from last week's match, which he lost. And then, of course, he got title match tonight. So I saw some people noting that. I, I guess it makes sense. Uh, the end was pretty good. I thought when they sh when they panned to the back that uh, Breaker was pulling into the parking lot. I'm like, he's going to come out. He's going to screw over Dolph, and then LA Knight's going to win, and we're going to do whatever. But, of course, that's not what happened. Uh, not necessarily a clean win, but kind of a clean win for, for Dolph there. I mean, he got the pin. So what we go now to another rematch between Breaker and Ziggler. This is pretty obvious, I think, that Breaker's going to win the main event of NXT Sin Deliver and regain the championship. So it's going to be a good match. We've They've already proven in the triple threat last week that they have what it takes. They've uh, confirmed five matches, like just tonight. I mean, we already knew one, but now we know five matches for TakeOver. And uh, three of them, or actually four of them, are championship matches. Uh, and then, of course, we got the other match we'll talk about here that's a singles match. And if they want to add uh, a women's tag match, which I feel like maybe they will, that would be their six matches to probably complete the card, which is interesting because then it really comes down to who takes the last... Um, well, we know two of the last three spots that will be taken next week for the North American Championship, which is only going to leave one spot left. And then you have people such as Cameron Grimes, that might not be on the card. Uh, we might as well, Since I said Cameron Grimes, we might as well. He had a qualifying match tonight. Uh, he didn't win, uh, so that's why I said he might be left off the card. Uh, and the fact that he... I mean, me and you discussed this last week, where would Escobar get the spot or would Grimes get the spot? And it was kind of a mixed bag here. Who would get that? Maybe, you know... I don't know. I think they made the right choice, but I've I've seen people maybe leaning the other way. Where, where do you stand? I mean, it was interesting because this was a very good match. I liked it a lot. It was hard to predict because I thought really both guys should be in the match in the first place. Um, so to put them against each other was to me interesting. And then, as you mentioned, then it would seem to indicate that one of them won't be on the card. And again, I think they, they both deserve to be on that card. So that's a little weird. Uh, in, a, in a general sense, Ness, Ness just saying to the mood need, needs to happen, at least for uh, Cameron Grimes to kind of really get uh, some some more some more wins here, some some more success here. And he lost here. He lost Santos Escobar 
uh, again, a good match. Both guys look great, but at the end of the day, Santos won. It's also interesting to note because this this did set up um, eventually, at least, I guess, technically the third uh, main roster guy to come on to NXT at least this week. We saw uh, Rey Mysterio, of all people, and, and Dominic, too. Uh, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio were on NXT tonight. They confronted uh, Santos and Legado del Fantasma, setting up a match with uh, Dominic and uh, Raul Mendoza. Good match. Uh, Johnny, you tweeted about it throughout the show. Every every main roster guy got a huge reaction. But there was nothing funnier than Dominic getting, like, you know, this big pop. The crowd was chanting for him. Like, they didn't really like, care, like, who it was. They're just like, hey, main roster guy. And yep. like, they, they cheered for whoever it was. Like, yeah, they, they chanted his name. I just think it, it did feel like they would have cheered for anybody. Thought a little funny to me. Admittedly, you know, Dominic, I've said it before, like, he, he as and now we literally saw it. He feels more natural in NXT. Like, he... I've said before, I think he kind of should have been there in the first place, but but I digress. Steven agreeing as well. But, I mean, at the very least, this is a fun um, crossover thing again, just like the Ziggler Breaker thing. Uh, during the match, uh, Ray Mysterio uh, punched Santos Escobar in the face. And so then I was like, are they going to do a match there? I mean, Santos did, he did qualify for the ladder match to stand over. So then I'm like, are we going to see Ray wrestle? Um, on NXT like next week or something because obviously Ray also has match WrestleMania, so there's like they're both busy that weekend. So I'm kind of thinking or wondering if we'll see something there. Uh, but uh, interesting to have kind of the, this uh, multifaceted storyline of like okay, Santos qualified and now he's doing this thing with Ray. I don't quite know where it will go. Could you see Ray potentially facing Santos? Uh, let's say either the next they announce it yet, but maybe the following week on NXT, the Go Home Show. Maybe I think it could be either way. I don't. I don't see a case why they would need to do that. But maybe they just. I don't know. Maybe they just want more exposure for him. Maybe they like people have been saying they're just doing this to get a, a desperation boost, which I don't think is the case. But you know, I can't prove that. So who knows? I do something with it, saying give me Ray versus Santos, and I, I've said many, many times on the show alone that I'm a big fan of Santos, and I agree with Brian saying that San, uh, Escobar reminds him so much of a young Eddie Guerrero. I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of comparisons there, and I think any uh, incentive to do this match would be, you know, the, Santos is great in the ring. Uh, there would definitely be a way, even if he doesn't win, to be in there where Ray Mysterio would definitely uh, be good for him to kind of get that exposure. And he, I would agree with Nash just saying that he's definitely one of those guys I like to see move up at some point soon. We got some more comments about LA Knight before as well. About it's time for him to move up. Now he's got charisma and everything. And Eddie's in that as well. I agree. Hopefully he fares better than Butch, formerly known as Pete Dunn, because uh, I think LA Knight definitely could be a big, big star on the main roster. And Pete Dunn could as well, but the, the Butch thing was definitely a little rough. Um, but no, it is interesting, you know, to think about how this match might go. We had DJ pointing out that uh, we have two more qualifying matches next week. A kid who who newly debuted this week on NXT Prime, he's been doing a lot of great stuff over NXT UK. He'll be facing Grayson Waller next week in one qualifying match, and there's also Solo Sakawa versus Roderick Strong. Those are both qualifying matches for next week. So starting to see how that match might take shape. Um, feels like a pretty safe bet that Grayson's gonna win that match I, when they when they first announced that A kid will. Uh, move on to, to a qualifying match, I'll say, oh, maybe he's got a shot to be in the match. But that was like Grayson Waller. They've been pushing Grayson Waller very strong for a couple months now. So I feel like he'll be in that match and, you know, probably solo as well. It might be like a, like a 2.0 showcase, if anything. But uh, we did see A-Kid have a match with Kushida here. It was a very good match. I liked it, but I would agree, you know, in a general sense, like Steven's saying that Kushida deserves better. 
we talked about it last week. Neither of us really knew much about A-Kid going in based on this kind of first outing here. What do you think about uh, A-Kid and, and the fact that he has a chance to qualify for the Latin match that uh, Sam delivered? I think he will. Uh, I thought that Kushida losing tonight, I mean, it was whatever. His momentum hasn't been the best recently. I, I haven't seen A-Kid really ever before. So I think he do, he still does have some work to do to get over with a fresh audience because these a lot of these people don't know him. Uh, I don't think that's going to be a problem for him, but uh, it was a promising start tonight. And some of the viewers are agreeing as well. We've got Brian saying he has watched a lot of uh, A-Kid, that uh, A-Kid is a submission machine. DJ saying A-Kid impressed him tonight. What a DDT that it broke out in the match. And that's just saying that she loved, loves A-Kid in general. So definitely seeing some support for him. And yeah, it does feel like the fact that they brought it up now, they're going to have him in this qualifying match. Even though, I mean, again, I kind of gravitated toward, oh, it's Grayson Waller, he'll be in the match. But I think there's a chance. I think, like, yeah, my gut instinct was, oh, we'll probably put him in the match to kind of give him that spotlight there. Um, so, it's, no, it's good. I, we've talked about it before. I think uh, now we, we know that Pete Dunn has been called up, at least in some capacity. Uh, we were talking about great, uh, LA Knight a minute ago, if, like, maybe he'll get called up at some point soon. Um, so, they definitely need to kind of counteract that by bringing new people on and a guy like a kid who has kind of at least the track record of success over on next uk who has a name over there in a general sense it's a pretty good thing to do um and they, we've talked about it before but even even with these names i mean grace small were like maybe if he qualifies but uh i, I don't see i don't see anybody and at least that we've seen so far dethroning uh come out hayes and sand deliver but i think it'll be a very good match i mean i i can't really think of anybody I, I could really see beating, beating him for the title right now. Again, uh, either that's been announced for these qualifying matches or really anybody else at this point. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, It should be interesting because they've been doing a pretty good job recently of making things unpredictable. Yeah, um, and that's always good. You know, it's good when you don't exactly know or, or have, like, a, a strong – feeling of what's going to happen. Like, I I really know what's going to happen. Like, you know, there's, there's every chance that they could do a tell change. And then whether that, whatever that means for Kamal Hayes or, or Brown Breaker, whatever it might mean, they do have some options. That is very good. And that's show overall saying she's still mad that Grace Waller is a heel. Um, I mean, he plays the part very well. He's, he's very... As a character, as a character, he's very hateable. Like he's doing very well. The, the matches have been very good. I, I enjoyed that that last exciting match with LA Knight there. So, uh, but kind of like I just mentioned a minute ago, Steven saying Waller is probably the only real threat to uh, Hayes at this point, given how much he's been pushed at this point. Um, so yeah, I would say if he does qualify, I would say he's kind of a um, maybe maybe like a dark horse in a way, even though he like you a dark horse and a favorite at the same time. If that makes sense, so. Uh, definitely look forward to that one. We can see who's going to be qualifying there. Um, potentially for that final spot, we've had one little tease of an LA Knight Gunther or Walter feud here with Gunther saying that uh, Knight's an embarrassment and Knight saying that uh, Gunther doesn't have any charisma. Um, seemingly kind of setting the stage for some kind of feud there. And that'd be interesting. I mean, I think I'd like, I'd, I'd, I'd watch LA Knight pretty much in any feud at this point. Yeah, I think he's very, very, very entertaining. Whether it's, and, if he's going to be on XC for now, I think that'd be a good feud for him to help Walter or, or Gunther uh, get a little more established here. We got a direct question here from DJ moving over to the women's session here. Uh, DJ saying, John, we need to know, are you on the Cora Jade bandwagon yet? Do you see her beating Mandy Rose at Sand Deliver? They did confirm that match uh, for Sand Deliver. And also we uh, they announced or 
core and asset uh, Raquel Gonzalez will be out of action for four to six weeks due to toxic attraction attack last week, but they did announce the title match there. So what are you thinking there? Are you, are you feeling the Corey Jade hype yet? And if so, if so or, or if not, do you think she has, she has a chance at Sand Deliver? I think she will win as Stand and Deliver. I think that Raquel will not be involved. I wouldn't think. I'm not necessarily on the bandwagon, though. I'm not necessarily a huge fan. I just think that's the direction they're going in. Mandy has kind of reinvented herself, done, I think, what she needed to do uh, a couple months ago. They said, you know, they didn't think that Cora Jade was ready yet. Uh, I would assume by what they have been, like, uh, implying, I think they're ready for this. They're ready for the next step. So I think that's what they're going to do. But like I said, she had it coming, man. What happened to her day? She had it coming. Like, how can you not see that? First of all, you lock somebody in a cage. And then you lock somebody in a dumpster. And then you try to steal somebody's car. Like, oh, come on now. I thought she had it coming. That's just what I think. This is one of the few problems, like, kind of start to finish ahead of the whole show. So we had or on the show, Cora. She announced that Raquel was out, out injured. Fine, you know, makes sense. Whether assuming it's a storyline injury or whatever, fine, that's whatever. And then all three NXT women's championships happen to be like hung up nearby. The, the NXT women's championship for Mandy Rose and both of the, the tag title belts were on this like pole essentially nearby, just waiting there for Cora to, to steal. And I was like, what? What what sense does that make? Why why are the titles just like lying there? Why would they not be with the champions? Like that immediately took me out of it. And then like on paper, I'm okay with the idea of use, using them as bait uh, as she did and, and trapping uh, Cora and Gigi and as you said, a dumpster in a cage. Like on paper, that's fine. But the way like she did it and she was like trash talking them and like she, at one point like uh, Gigi was in the dumpster and she was like, oh, did you say something? I can't hear you. I was like. I just wasn't feeling it. I know we've got many people in the comments here who are very uh, seem to be very passionate fans of hers and rooting for her. Uh, I've I've seen plenty of support for her on just on Twitter and you know social media in general, and I respect that. That's fine. I'm not feeling it at this point, and I've I've been a big fan of Mandy Rose's reign here so far. Um, so I'm I cannot say that I'm rooting for uh, Mandy to lose uh, or or for Corey Jade to win as Sando over here. And that's just saying Corey better beat Mandy. We've got Craig Backlund saying Corey Jade next champion here. Um, I don't. And that, but on the flip side, Steven saying no one's beating Mandy. Brian St. Corey is a mix of AJ Lee and Paige. She's got talent. I think she's got talent, but I liked I don't know I liked her better kind of earlier on. And the more we've seen of her kind of in this character, and the more she's gotten pushed, like it's kind of been counterintuitive of like. I'm just kind of just not feeling it so far. And, and that's not to say that I can't come around and that, that, that they can't like fix it or whatever, but so far, not so good. Um, DJ saying something's wrong with John agrees with them and I don't. Well, you know, that's, that's what happens. Well, we all have our own, our own, you know, takes our own, our own cups of tea, if you will. But um, I don't know. I, I just thought this was, I, maybe I, I was so like appalled by the odd choice to have the titles just like conveniently nearby. I just like to took them out from the start. Uh, Eddie asking the question, do we think that uh, she's ready to be the NXT champion right now or should they hold off because she won the title eventually? I mean, they, they've already been holding off. I, I can't even deny that. She got uh, she got one shot at New Year's Evil. That was in January. So in a way, as you said, they do kind of, it does feel like they're kind of gravitating toward this direction. And do I think that it's the right time? No, I think 
traditionally I like kind of push someone pretty strongly and then like make it very clear, like not to say to make it obvious, but like make, push them, make, book them strongly, pick up some wins, you know, kind of give the indication that's where you're going. And they did, they, they did that, but then Cora and Raquel lost the women's dusty cup. So like, that's not the best look there. Um, so that's all. Like, I, I think she's could have been booked a little more strong, but Herman saying that Cora is his favorite on NXT or none, at least in the women's division here saying that she also reminds him of Paige there. So definitely, Good, good names to be compared with, and and I think there's some truth in that. But uh, for over, overall, for the titles here, Steven said he sees Mandy retaining, but Toxic Attraction will lose the titles, presumably to uh, Kai Chu, Wendy Chu, and Dakota Kai, I guess. But um, well, so that that actually that's not official. They have not won the Women's Dusty Cup. We know that they'll be facing Yosrai um, and Kaylee Ray at some point soon. When? Not, we're not, not quite sure yet. Uh, but a question from DJ saying, does Mandy go back to main roster if she loses? If so, does she bring Jeezy and JC with her, or do they split them up? Um, I think I think they could they could be pretty good on the main roster. There's not really anything like that right now. They we've talked about it pretty much every show we do here. The women's division needs more depth. What by the way is that to bring up three very talented people at the same time? I I would be I'd be pretty on board with that. Yeah, I can't complain. I I think it would be a good idea as well. No, I don't think that's going to happen. Of course, <laughs> I honestly could see. Uh... I don't know, but if you want to keep all three of them together, then maybe, but I just don't see it happening that way. I think that's fair. I think either way will be good uh, in a general sense. Even if they don't you know, stay together, you know, I, I would say the main roster does need more women's teams, obviously. So maybe they get caught up as a team either way. And that's what DC's pointing out as well there. Um, I don't know. I, I still think there, there's some legs to this where they could still have Mandy featured, uh, maybe even kind of temporarily trying to get her uh, her title back, but then maybe you get her, you move her up to main roster at some point in the not too distant future. But very similar comparison or similar questioning or idea for, for like Adolfo Fantasma from uh, Stephen Chambers here saying you could call up Santos and the tag team. And again, you, they, they need more men's tag teams as well, or you could just call him up by himself. And I think that'd be perfectly fine as well. Um, so yeah, I think either either stable, they're doing good things in NXT, they could be good on the main roster, but um, at this point it feels more like, you know, they might go for someone like, a, they already got Pete done, but maybe an LA night and then kind of work the way down in that sense. But Santos has been there for a while, so maybe he'll be at the top of the list. Same, same with Mandy. I imagine, she, I mean, she'll probably go back eventually, but um, I mean, it's interesting. They had, they had brief vignettes for the Women's Dust Cup here. They had uh, Wendy Chu and Dakota Kyle, the brief, mas- brief message. Same with Io and, and uh, Kaylee Ray. I don't remember the announcement when the match will be, but uh, other than them, uh, and that's just saying that Casey and Caden need to be tag team champions, and that's kind of what I saw last week. I was surprised they lost in the first place, um, and I, I hope they get the title soon here. So, uh, any thoughts on who who might dethrone uh, Toxic Attraction as the, the tag team champions at least? Oh boy, I don't think we can answer that because I don't think that team is together right now. Okay. I don't Do know who it's going to be. Okay, okay. I just think that it's nobody that's already a team right now. I think that's fair. Um, again, they definitely need needs more. They need more depth uh, in the women's tag division all across the board. So I, maybe they'll need some, need some more talent here. I definitely agree that uh, based on what they do have right now, I could see it being Kaylee Ray and Eosterides, given that's kind of like a 
uh, a dream team in that sense of like two former women's champions. Like Alex Cloud kind of makes sense in a way, but at the same time, well, DJ is saying one day Dakota could be it. So maybe, I, maybe they'll kind of uh, ride the hot hand if you will. For whatever reason, people seem to like one day two, and and I respectfully don't feel the same way. But if you're gonna do it, that's cool. And maybe maybe uh, getting a title will, will help her uh, progress as a character. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I would I would probably agree. Like I, I don't see anybody as, as an absolute clear favorite. The fact that Casey Cade lost last week, I would probably say yeah, we'll probably form another team and go with that. Uh, we had a brief, 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 brief match with uh, Tiffany Stratton and Saray. DJ was not a fan. DJ saying Stratton sucks. Saray deserves better. This enemy character is bad. Um, I agree with two of those points. Two like two and a half. Two and a half. I will definitely say I think Sway deserves better. I'll definitely say that this enemy character is bad. I can't say that Stratton sucks. Like she is still very, very new, so I can't like flat out say, oh, I think she's bad. I still, I think she's still very much just in these formative formative stages. Was basically, they they still been feuding over. You know, the, there was the daddy's credit card thing, and then and then Stratton picked a fight with Saray. Uh, outside of that, but uh, Stratton's been featured, attacked Saray last week. I think that was last week, whatever. So they had this match. Uh, Saray got attacked by Stratton backstage. Stratton took her special necklace, uh, if you want to call it, and, and, and stopped Saray from transforming into her super anime character persona. I, I don't know. Uh, this, this was, yeah. I was going to say this was the best segment that at least Stratton has been a part of so far. She kept a high energy, and I think the rivalry is actually starting to, to take form in, in, in some way or the other. Now, of course, Saray deserves better than losing to uh, <laughs> amateurs, green performers, rookies, whatever you want to say. She'll get her moment, she'll get her win back in a fair fight, so she has more reason to be uh, charged up than she was before, but... Man, it has not been an ideal start uh, after they hyped her before she came to NXT. It, 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 it has not been the way that people envisioned. It's worth pointing out, she has a very impressive background uh, just from the Japanese wrestling scene. I don't remember exactly which companies, but she was like very accomplished before she came to WWE. She was very she was on paper a big signing, and then just the creative wasn't really there from, from the first place. Then she went back to Japan, then she came back, and then she had this new character. It's definitely been... Um, a journey filled with some, some obstacles in that sense. I would, would definitely agree with Steven saying that uh, he's not digging digging the gimmick right now. And I, I was I thought overall from the start, like, not it's not the best. Um, I don't know why they changed it. I think they just kind of wanted to try something new because I can't even say like, her previous gimmick wasn't bad. Like, it, it, like it was fine. So I guess they wanted a little more of like a 2.0 character in a sense. We've talked about that before. Like most of these characters, most of the gimmicks are like cartoon characters in a way. So like they want something a little more defined like that or or um, not stereotyp stereotypical, even though it kind of is, but like a little more like uh, blatant, I guess, you know. Uh, but I mean, we have some some mixed feelings on uh, Stratton. Stephen saying Stratton's improving every week. DJ saying all Stratton does is whine to her daddy like he's her sugar daddy. I'm not saying it's a good gimmick. I'm not. I'm not saying it's like it's it's a it's a, it's this masterful character. I am saying, um, you know, it's so annoying that you know it could hit that level of like go away heat, and also like oh they're actually like annoying. I want to see whatever the babyface is like a weird in between. Um, I don't know. It, it's not good. It's very cringy. You've got like Vic Joseph saying like oh I bet Daddy like that or whatever. Like it's. 
it's not good. If anything, it's oh, yeah. like, you know, it's, if anything, it's funny. And, and maybe they're, they're going for that as well. Friends, show Iridian, Fiero chipping in and saying, hey, friends. Hey, Iridian, hope you're doing well here. Uh, we're just going through what actually was a fairly good episode next year. We're talking about one of the one of the less good things right now. But it, don't don't you know, believe me. Like, it actually was a pretty good show here. Um, but the one was not good was, was the strat and the answer thing. I, I just. Well, you know what was good? Are we? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Probably not, but maybe. <laughs> There was a match between Indy Hartwell and... We, you, we are, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. There was a match between Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada tonight that uh, ended very... Um, I, don't, I don't even know the correct word to use here, but... Salacious, John. Salacious. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Persia decided to go after the wedding ring of Indy Hartwell, which uh, basically set her off to, to new heights here. Dexter Loomis came, and then of course Duke Hudson came, and I don't—I honestly don't even remember how the match ended. I think Indy won on a roll-up. I think. I think um, so. Yeah. And then of course after the match, it's like I don't even know. Like if 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 kissing war is like a thing, that's that's <laughs> what it was. Like you had you had Indy and Dexter like making out, then you had Persia and Duke making out, and then you had like basically them trying to. The, the, they were one was trying to be more intense than the other, so eventually, like Indy jumped on Dexter, like to the ground, like on top of him, and they're like kissing and making out. And then Persia gets on him, and then they're both on the ground, they're both making out. The camera like pans out, and they're both just like <laughs> doing their thing on the ground. And Wade Barrett's going nuts, like he was like, Yeah, this is good. And then Vic was like, What is going on? So, anyway, um. Basically, it was a makeup competition that there was no like winner or anything like that. Nobody like I don't even know where this is where this is gonna go. There's gonna be a mixed tag match. I don't know if it's gonna be next week. It's not gonna be at the pay per view, so it, it would have to be some point within the next two weeks. I don't necessarily know where this is going. Like what the point of this was. Um, yes, Nesha, you you are right. I, I thought you know. Um, I, I can handle index now if this is the kind of like they're going to feud or I don't even know if this is a, a feud against another team like this where uh, Dexter ne hasn't necessarily been utilized as much as he probably should be in recent weeks. The match was not the highlight of this. This segment clearly was the highlight here. Uh, th they're They're fighting like sisters just trying to take the spotlight. Like they're not like – I don't think there's a genuine – breakup coming i think it's just like a bump in the road where they're fighting and they're eventually going to get over it but what did you think of this whole thing it was uh, you mentioned like the, the, the it's like they're kind of fighting and not like breaking up it, at first like last week it felt like they're breaking up this week they entered together as a team despite the facing in a singles match so like that did kind of seem to suggest it's kind of like a uh like a passing argument it's like they're 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 beefing right now but it's going to be okay they're not like you know ready to explode at each other and like never gonna be friends again so i kind of like that little wrinkle like overall like index is all like the, the index mythos if you will has always like told kind of different stories like they, or not always like right? they, they did do the wedding but they actually went a different way of like they actually did the wedding and the honeymoon they didn't do the usual uh you know wedding gets ruined the couple breaks up or whatever um it's they're they're, they're storytelling and i like it so uh, again kind of a different wrinkle of having them enter together here the match 
yeah, no, I, I, I get. It. I, I remember now. It was a roll up. Dexter kind of popped up under, under the ring apron, just distracted Duke, distracted um, about Persia, and that kind of helps uh, Indy win the match there. Talk about maximizing your minutes. Dexter Loomis is on the show like thirty seconds tops every like. It feels like once a month at this point, which is very unfortunate. I'm a big, big fan of him. I want to see him every week. I, I think he's great. But when he's on, this man, like, always just, like, steals the show, even just 30 seconds. If you remember back in, I think it was September, when the, when, it, when they did do the, when they, they had the honeymoon thing, and there was the the iconic screen grab of him holding up the, the, the uh, like, this, this massive, like, string of condoms, and he's giving the thumbs up to Johnny Gargano, all-time moment in NXT. I love that so much. And tonight, and admittedly, far and away, like, you know, not as good as that, but still made me laugh very much. You know, during that steamy makeout session, just pops a thumbs up. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. I was like, oh, man. Like, I, it's fun. Like, this is, it's not like, yeah, you can say, oh, this isn't wrestling. Man, man, man. Like, well, this it's NXT 2.0. They're not like, it's, it's entertainment, right? Sports entertainment. We all know that's what we're doing here. Um, so I, th I thought that, you know, this was very funny. And that's just saying Dexter sells sex with his, um, mannerisms and it's just it's funny what about what yeah. about wade barrett i miss um his reactions like just the fact that he was like all for it he was like loving it and yeah vic joseph was just like what what are you talking about they have like, a very fun dynamic and I not to mention like I, I know dj also commented this as well like they were talking about how the opponents just trotted down to the ring together side by side like hey let's go settle this here and then you know, uh, I guess Persia took it to a new level there when she, you know, took it more personal than I guess Indy wanted it to be. But yeah, yeah, um, it was necessarily it was fun. This was fun. I, you know, wh whatever changes have, have happened to NXT, there's still this. I still enjoy it very much. Um, whenever day that it ends, I'll be very I will be pretty upset because I've enjoyed the ride all along. Uh, and this was just another fun chapter to it. Eddie's saying the winner, whatever, whatever the end game here is, Eddie's saying the end game could be the winner gets to have like an Edge and Lita live sex celebration. We practically got one tonight in a very, very TV 14 way, or borderline TV 14 people. Not yet. We might get there though. You know, I don't know. They're, they're already teasing that with Camelo and Corey Graves over on Raw. So uh, if they do that, I feel like that it might be that instead. Uh, I think they might kind of load up um, the go home show for NXT. That like I don't think they would put this mixed tag team match because I think that is where it's going. I don't think that'll be on the pre-show. I think they might want to kind of, in a way, put that on you know the go home show to kind of load up the card there and do that. I would. I don't know. I they could do it on the pre-show and like not that that would be insulting, but like you know it deserves a spot. Like I think that could be a main event match depending what that what that card would look like. But I thought this was fun. I'm liking it. Uh, Dexter Loomis is, is the MVP. I like it. I like him very, very much. I think he's great. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, DJ saying the, the loser, the losing team could break up. Those are some stakes. Uh, they haven't like really, you know, really kind of sold the, the indie, uh, no, the, the Persia and Duke thing yet. If they kind of like uh, spice that up a little bit more, maybe I don't know, maybe really cement that in the next week or two. I think that that can definitely, I mean, they could already do that now, but I'm saying they could really kind of make that more interesting. I think that might be uh, a good way to do that. But speaking of things that have been uh, featured part of NXT for quite a while, John, we had uh, a very emotional promo from one Tommaso Ciampa. 
So it was right before a commercial. They panned to the champa backstage and they very, very vaguely said, Oh, you know, champa's gonna address the next universe. He's like, he's but we've been hearing because he's got something, something on his mind mind all day. He comes to the ring, cuts an emotional promo, and right away, I'm getting vibes like it's it's it felt like it very much I'm leaving NXT promo. It was he said he looked back on his uh his journey in NXT, DIY, Johnny Gargano. Uh, all of the ups and downs, injuries. He recalled uh, having to uh, be relinquished the NXT Championship. I think that was three years ago. Now time flies. Um, long, you know, winding journey, ups and downs, highs and lows. Absolute, you know, face of NXT. Looked back on it all, and then he said, "You know, I don't know where to go from here." Because then the fans are chanting, "Please don't go! Please don't go!" And I'm like, "Wait." gonna go obviously he's already been on raw so we're already getting some kind of some tease he might be going to raw uh and he can point out he's never left uh he has, he has always been on nxt um so then you're saying like he's been wondering uh what he wants his own perfect fairytale ending and at that point i was like it almost seemed like almost a little, little retirement tease and i don't know that i'm saying just the way he was talking but again maybe a retirement of uh his nxt self in a way uh so saying all that he, he said honestly that he didn't really know but he wanted to take a moment to thank the fans that was just really emotional man like as someone that's i've been a big fan of champa for years now um he's just he at this point especially he's the face of nxt so i that really touched touched me as a fan like they thank the fans the fans are uh, thanking him this great moment and tony d'angelo ruins the whole thing comes out and challenges them to a match sa and deliver and at first it seems cool it's cool he's like hey i could have attacked you but i respect you but i want to be the man how do i be the man i want to beat you so let's have that sand deliver very uh above board here and then they shake hands and Ch uh, and uh, d'angelo attacks him gives it gives him an, an, an italian kiss on the cheek it's kind of like a gangster thing and, and the match was then confirmed for sand deliver it's gonna be happening so Ch champa will be on the card seemingly um for the send-off as brian saying it does kind of feel like a send-off here uh and again several comments saying that it feels like it'll be the last match what you john's making a hand what making the letter a this was an a segment yes, this I match agree. makes a lot of sense as a follow-up of tony d'angelo sending butch off to the main roster and now uh looks like sending I guess his name would still have to be Tommaso because he's he's already used that name on the main roster. So I think it's safe to say to send uh, Tommaso to the main roster as well. I was I, I was genuinely like thinking like is is he done? Like is he like leaving the company like completely? And I'll tell you what. Also, and I know I'm probably gr uh, grasping at straws here, but a part of me thought for just maybe a second that. Johnny Gargano was going to come out and they were going to have a match. And I was like, are they going to do that? But of course that was probably, it seems like you were, maybe that was running through your head too. For one second. I was like, holy, yeah. Johnny yeah, I, I really thought that was going to happen, but <laughs> yeah. of course not. Uh, you know, he even brought up how much he appreciated the fans booing him. And then the fans proceeded to boo him again. And he loved that. Uh, and then uh, I think, He's going to lose. I mean, there's nothing else to it. Uh, Tony's probably going to win. And then I guess the main roster call up, I hope anyway, or unless he's leaving, uh, but we, there's been no word on his contract. Um, I don't think he'll be renamed as Eddie suggests. <laughs> uh, Nesha is asking if I'm going to be at NXT stand and deliver. I will be, I did decide that I am going go. to stand and deliver. So I will be at, Every single event 
all over the weekend. I'll be at SmackDown, Hall of Fame, NXT, WrestleMania Night 1, WrestleMania Night 2, and Monday Night Raw. So about seven events over the course of three days. I'll be – or four days. Yeah, four days. I'll be at all of them. So That's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. A especially lot. you got to consider this is going to be – uh, on WrestleMania Saturday, so NXT is going to be uh, Eastern time. It would be from one until about three thirty, we think, and then you got to get down to WrestleMania for seven or eight or whatever it is. I think it's seven for the pre-show until about eleven, eleven thirty. So it's about seven and a half to eight hours uh, of of show that day. Uh, so that, that'll be interesting. I, I will probably be worn out. Like Brian suggests, uh, the most I've ever done in a weekend before was going to, uh, just NXT takeover hall of fame and WrestleMania, which was only one night back in New York. Okay. So that would have been just Friday, Saturday, Sunday back then, but that was only a hall of fame. And then of course, NXT and then WrestleMania. So this is going to be definitely a record. So we'll see how it goes, but yeah, D'Angelo will win. Tommaso will get sent away. Hopefully, it's a good match. Hopefully, it's a good kind of uh, elevation for Tony and a good send off for for Tommaso. So, you know, what well, what what more can you ask for? I mean, he has to leave at some point. So why not do it while while putting somebody good over in the meantime? Not to you know nitpick, but like I could ask for a little more. Like I would have wanted this this to be like. A, a, a good blow-off match to like this really heated feud whereas like this is you know we got i think Nash said earlier like 18 days which is still some time to build the story but um i don't know uh, it does feel like a, a little thrown together in a way that's that'd be my only kind of like little little, little criticism of, of the, the match itself there but no it's good you know to that presumably he'll, he will put uh, a new guy over like that we had um Steven's saying that D'Angelo needs a win. He lost, like he beat Pete Dunn. He lost Pete Dunn, so he definitely does need kind of a bounce back win here. And again, what better way than to beat a former champion, like and really like face of the brand at this point, always there. Um, I, I like Daddy's joke about him getting renamed Larry. I don't even know. Like I, I was, just, I'm, I was just a good joke. He's going to re, get renamed Tommy and like do a another gangster gimmick on the main roster or something. I don't even know. Do you think he'll be like the new Carrying Cross Gladiator? Oh, I hope not. Like, if he does move up, which does seem pretty likely now, um, just, like I'm a little encouraged. He was on Raw. He was pretty much himself. Um, hopefully, getting jobbed out. He won. He um, no, I remember he won the one match with the roll up, and he got beat down after the match. So, like, kind of a bit of a loss <laughs> there. Um, and then he he and Breaker won the other match. So, like, he's not getting jobbed out. He's just not. Let me ask you a question. What's that? Are you sick of renaming? Oh yeah, John, the the butch thing. Is... No, that's good. That's good. That's a good one. That's a good. I like that one. That's good. Are you? I'm, I'm, are you I'm pulling, serious. You're not pulling my leg right now. Oh I, my god! He I, I was, think he it's was named after a character from the 1950s, Little Rascals. I, I just think what it's funny. Like, what? Who? Who sat in a room and thought? we need to repackage Pete Dunn. And somebody was like, I know let's call him Butch. And then that's what they did. They, they called him Butch. So now that's his name. Like they got Gunther, they got Butch, they got, I don't know. They're on a cold streak. They got that dude drop before that. People hated that. Veer. Veer is like, he's, he's, he's thriving. Shanky. Yeah. It's, it's rough. It's rough, man. Like, I don't know what they're doing. Like, uh, I, 
I don't know. <laughs> I, they didn't need to do Pete Dunn like that. Um, we talked about that on the SmackDown show, but uh, on the NXT show, yeah, we we we've talked about him for months now. He's been on NXT doing great. You know, he was. Well, I think he was the the longest reigning NXT UK champion. At one, I think at least at one point. Um, great wrestler. Pete Dunn's a fine name. He it has you know stock in it in itself. People know Pete Dunn. People don't know Butch. Who the hell is Butch? Like. Um, uh, no, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> Steven definitely just butchered Pete Dunn's career. Very well played there, Steven. I like that. Oh man, I yeah, I don't know. Um, no, hopefully again, I'm encouraged at the very least. Ciampa was on main roster on Raw twice, uh, actually three times. Like there was a commentary, and then he had two matches. So three weeks as as himself. So hopefully, some semblance of logic would say, hey, let's just have him keep his name. But at the same time, Steven's saying he wouldn't be surprised if they have to drop his first name. I don't know. I would, well, actually, no. I guess Chomp is a little, little easier than Tommaso. I don't know. I have no idea how that how they think about these things. Like, I can sit here and like say, oh, I think they should do that. But I really don't know. I hope they don't change it. But Nesha, well, they'll throw back here saying, yeah, speaking of the naming stuff, y'all remember Shorty G? And now we got Butch. So, but thankfully, at least Chad Gable's come around. He's doing great things in uh, Alpha Academy. So, if you just trust the process, I guess eventually you suffer through enough Shorty G and then things kind of work out. But, oh man, yeah, I don't know. Uh, good luck to Pete Dunn on that one. That's that's not a great spot to be in. They did butcher his career. I, I agree. Did but, we uh, did we talk about everything we needed to talk about on the show? I think we... only one, only other thing that we like kind of uh, I think we may have predicted it last week. They confirmed the the, the tag title uh, match. Yes, and deliver three way three way match. With but we still don't know who the attackers were. Do. Do you think it was? Do you think they're they're trying to go for a mystery of that, or are they just kind no. of like? <laughs> no, I, I don't. I thought for a second they were gonna do like an MSK heel turn. They had the creepos come out and they said, "Okay, we got attacked. We want to know uh, until we know we're gonna be like beating people up." MSK MSK came out rocking some NWO shirts in honor of the late great Scott Hall, and then they were like, basically, it wasn't us, but hey, like you cost us the titles, so like boo you, <laughs> like you know, it was like kind of like you know maybe you know at least kind of showing some 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 edge some. Uh, Little tease of a heelish character. Uh, the creepers not like that. And then the Imperium interrupted and said, uh, basically, well, you, you both suck, but we'll, we'll face her at uh, Sand Deliver uh, to kind of you know, get rid of you once and for all. Uh, also, uh, as in addition to the shirts, Nash point out that MSK, I think what uh, Nash Carter, no, Wesley said, uh, hey yo, as, in a, as a reference to Scott Hall twice. So, and again, more, uh, more nice uh, references there. Steven's saying he thinks it's Briggs and Jensen that attack the Creeds. I mean, they're they're too busy worrying about online dating at this point. I don't think they're gonna they're all that concerned about winning titles right now. But um, maybe, maybe if they want to build up a new team, I think that's one way to do it. Uh, but overall, yeah, I, I this will be another good match. I'm sure. I'm looking forward to it in, in, in a general sense. Brian's saying it's surprised they haven't, they haven't called up MSK yet. I have to think sooner sooner and later probably. Um, I don't see them winning, and for that reason, I don't think they're gonna win the titles that Sam delivered. We need teams though, brother. There's nobody to challenge the Usos, although, although I will foreshadow a little bit. I think the Usos' time as tag champs is actually coming to an end at WrestleMania, so we'll see how that works into the Roman thing. But yeah, I, I think that's gonna happen. All aboard the uh, 
Vic, Vic Boog's uh, hype train, I guess. I literally blanked on his name. Oh my goodness. Um, that's that seems like where yeah, but that's where we're going. Um, yeah, no, you're right. The, the the main roster does need tag teams, and that's why I, I think you know XC uh, will probably be have to deal without MSK at some point. They're going to have to kind of uh, get called up and help the main roster. I think they they could do great things there, but that would be a loss for NXT because they don't have they have number or right they, they have like teams in number but like quality teams quality like characters they've got jack time still there because even veterans are still there but probably gonna take another loss to the creed, creed brothers next week they've got malik blade and idris Anife, whose priority right now is being the assistance to mandy rose pretty much um so i i think uh, it would be a loss for overall for for uh, the tag division, if MSK gets called up, not just they show out on MSK and Imperium, so I hope they get called up. But yeah, I think I want them to. I'm just saying uh, it'd be a problem for the NXT to kind of have to deal with. And Steven's saying at that point, just call Imperium up too. Like, everybody, move, move everybody up. Um, I don't know. I, I still worry about Imperium of, like, they don't feel like they've really gotten over in a way. It's like they have great matches, and, like, I, I enjoy them, but, like, I... I don't know if I see them really translating very well right now. Not to say they can't happen, especially I think if you called up with Walter, that could be good. But uh, I don't think they should call up MSK and Imperium in short order. I think you're going to kind of have uh, one team be kind of the the leading you know, champions, literally, uh, for the tag division. And it could be Imperium. So I, I like that idea as well. Um, I also could point out they have three. Yeah, I guess I don't think they officially announced yet. They if they do the raw tag title match as as we were talking about last night, it seems like they are going to do RK Bro, uh, Alpha Academy, and um, so the, the and the Street Profits. They officially announced the three way yet. They announced the you know, RK Bro Street Profits, but that'd be kind of interesting to to do two three ways like that. But um, that's not a bad thing. I think they could. Everyone involved is talented enough to make it work either way. So, otherwise, one last question about uh, Legato here. We uh, DJ asking if we see them doing a six man uh, potentially with. Uh, we saw Briggs Jensen and Fallon Henley, who they're kind of ally at this point, uh, doing a six man for Sam Lover. I don't think so. I think if if there is going to be another match at Sandover, it's going to be the stand uh, the 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 mixed tag we talked about earlier. That that one feels like a just put on NXT. Like they, they haven't really built up Briggs and Jensen yet, uh, and Fen, Fen, Fenley. I oh, sorry, Henley either. Like she's kind of a newcomer. Like it, it does mean something to be on the card of Sandover. So I I think if anything, that'll be on NXT, and the mixed tag will be on um, Sandover. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they they very quickly threw together, uh, well, not threw together, uh, announced the the bulk of the card here for Stay and Deliver. It is looking like a very good show. And speaking of which, NXT itself was a pretty darn good show tonight. So, John, what do you think about NXT? We we're talking about it a little earlier, but overall, here once we've run through it all, what do you think about tonight's episode? Uh, seven point one. Okay. Okay. Slightly above average for the first yeah. time, and who knows how long. Uh, so hopefully they can. Uh, well, last week, I think I gave it a 7.5 dog. So tonight, we're, we're down a little bit this week. But nevertheless, if they can keep it above a 7, uh, I'll be happy. I'll give the show a 10 out of 10 for no for no Von Wagner. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm not copying the guy that much. But No uh, burnt hmm? no burnt toast tonight. Yep, no toast time this week, folks. It was actually a pretty darn good show, especially uh, – 
again, all about, all about the, the standard, the kind of trend we've been seeing. So. Think about how much they literally have to stand and deliver at this pay-per-view because the pressure is on to live up to the previous takeovers, even though they don't refer to it as, as a takeover anymore. People expect it to be that good. Yeah, um, I will say I remember I was very impressed with um, War Games, even though I was very sad about the outcome with, with Black and Gold getting written off like that. Uh, I've I've liked the the takeover like special episodes, but this will only be the second actual like external event since uh, uh, War Games here. Uh, but that was, that was back in December, so no, I agree. Especially the fact that we have seen uh, some positive momentum and we have seen some um, progress overall, like. In a way, that that's the challenge of growth. It's like you got to kind of keep it up and, and deliver a good show, especially if pressure's on, on anyway. It's going to be the first show outside the Capitol Wrestling Center. So definitely high stakes there. We got some more comments about the show itself. Uh, tonight, at least, we got uh, Nashville with an eight. So that's the highest we've seen in a while in that sense. I think uh, we, we're all usually in agreement of like, you know, seven-ish by and large. Stephen with a seven. Herman with a seven saying good show. Brian, what a low at 6.9. Card, but the card is shaping up. For saying deliver, we got DJ saying he was skeptical at first about the product, but he's starting to love NXT 2.0. It's getting better and better. He actually gives a 10 out of 10. DJ, my man, I I respect it. I respect the enthusiasm. I appreciate the enthusiasm. Uh, I can't share it. I'm not I'm not at the 10 yet. I'm saying it's getting better. Okay, and that give me give me credit. Okay, I was sitting here like roasting the show on the daily for quite a while, and now I'm, I'm like actually saying progress i can i can appreciate the progress so and that is good again i felt actually like pretty encouraged like hey xd was pretty good tonight that's a good thing i like it got nothing that's saying um i was going an eight this week and the thing that it was better than last week's go for an eight as well um so yeah above average pretty pretty darn pretty darn good uh one more question here before i get out of here edison do we think sandover match wise entering wise will uh, potentially beat wrestlemania no no chance. I mean, like, that's tough. No like, chance. <laughs> when you phrase it like that, it's like, okay, you. Um, my mind immediately went to, you got, uh, you know, Johnny Knoxville, Pat McAfee, he has that Nash's. Jacket he, time. Well, you know, they're, they're not even on the card. Don't even worry about that. But, <laughs> you know, um, no, I'm sorry. Okay, you got to admit, you got, you got guys like Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Riddle, Randy, like, Pretty, I, I would say like maybe like the weaker of the two cards. I don't, I don't even know which one's which at this point, but like maybe it'll be like in competition with it. But and I think every all the matches are going to be great, or you know, other ones we know so far. It should be a very very good show. Do I think it will beat WrestleMania? I struggle. To, I I don't think so. I think like peak takeover uh, era NXT. You know, the, like the black and gold era often did that, but. Um, I don't think we're, I don't think we're there yet. That's what I'll say. I don't think we're quite there yet. John, do you know what arena Sand delivers at? I do not know that. Um, uh, it's at the same arena that Raw SmackDown Hall of Famer in the American Airlines Center. It's at the exact same arena that every other show is going to be in besides WrestleMania. There you go. Um, so obviously we're shaping up for a big, big uh, WrestleMania weekend there. John, you're going to be you're going to be at every show, uh, so be there yeah. in person for that. But, you know, we still got some time, so we'll be here on Raw uh, Mondays to talk about Raw, Tuesday to talk about NXT, 
uh, schedule permitting, and we are, we should be going for the, good to go for this week. Rob and I'll be here on Friday to talk about Friday Night SmackDown. The Diamond Dudes and Rampage cover all things AEW, so make sure to, to make sure to check that out if you're into that, as some of us are. Uh, otherwise, we've got a great stream of, of interviews. Council coming at you both. Bill Pritch reviews and interview Dutch Mantel. I've interviewed Matt Cardona. Uh, I've, got, I've got a couple coming out that should be pretty soon. I interviewed Big Daniel, formerly known as NXT star Killian Dane. A little, little cheap plug there. That should be coming out. Should be this week, ideally. Um, all that stuff and more. All of it available in the archives on SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, all that good stuff. You know where to find it. So please leave a like and subscribe. Folks, we appreciate you so very much. The world remains a very scary place. So we come together to enjoy the wrestling, to, you know, just to, to escape all the... All the than the not fun stuff, and even even uh, thankfully tonight the, the show was good. But even on the the worst of toaster time, we've we've come together to enjoy the show and just talk about it and, and experience it together. And to me, that's a pretty darn special thing. So with that being said, John, here else zone, we do one thing above all of this. You can tell me what that is. Wrestling. Enjoy wrestling. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everybody.